everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Today's episode, we are doing another little rendition of ASM articles. Basically, this will be the wiki page for a person, place, event, whatever. And we just kind of learn about it, and uh, hopefully it's interesting. I'm hoping it's equal parts interesting and boring or, or sleep-inducing. So that way you learn something as you fall asleep, and it's a win-win across the board. Today's focus, we're talking about Galicia, Spain, España. I think this was recommended by a listener, so... This was a recommendation. This was made a long time ago. And I'm sorry it took me so long to do it. But without further ado, let's learn about Galicia, Spain. Galicia is an autonomous community of Spain and historic nationality under the Spanish law. Located in the northwest Iberian Peninsula, it includes the provinces of A Coruña, Lugo, Urense, and Pontevedra. Pontevedra. Galicia is bordered by Portugal to the south, the Spanish autonomous communities of Castile and Leon, and Asturias to the east, the Atlantic Ocean to the west, and the Cantabrian Sea to the north. It had a population of 2.7 million in 2018 and a total area of 29,500 and 74 kilometers squared, or 11,419 square miles. Galicia has over 1,660 kilometers, 1,030 miles, of coastline, including its offshore islands and islets, among them sea islands, Ons, Salbora, Cortejada, and the largest and most populated, Aila, de Arausa. Probably going to butcher all these words. The area now called Galicia was first inhabited by humans during the Middle Paleolithic period and takes its name from the Galici, the Celtic people living north of the Duo River during the last millennium BC. Galicia was incorporated into the Roman Empire at the end of the Cantabrian Wars in 19 BC and was made a Roman province in the 3rd century AD. In 410, the Germanic Subi established a kingdom with its capital in Braga, Portugal. This kingdom was incorporated into that of the Visigoths in 585. In 711, 711, in the year 711, the Islamic Umayyad Caliphate invaded the Iberian Peninsula, conquering the Visigoth Kingdom of Hispania by 718, but soon Galicia incorporated into the Christian Kingdom of Asturias by 740. During the Middle Ages, the Kingdom of Galicia was occasionally ruled by its own kings, but most of the time it was leagued. Leagued? to the Kingdom of Leon and Lisbeth of Castile, while maintaining its own legal and customary practices and culture. So we're on to landscape. Today, this episode, 
I'm running a bit behind, so I have to try and present and learn with you, Galicia, as we go along. But I have to kind of be a bit choosy here, just because I unfortunately do not have a ton of time and I need to release this. Definitely what stands out to me about Studios, or Studios, about Galicia so far is this idea that as way back as the year 710 or 715, it had its own autonomous sort of um, government. Not truly autonomous, but on paper, being able to sort of practice its own customs and beliefs. Pretty interesting. As I drink a sip of coffee. Let's talk a little bit about the appearance of Galicia. The interior of Galicia is characterized by a hilly landscape. Mountain ranges rise to 2,000 meters or 6,600 feet in the east and south. The coastal areas are mostly an alternate series of cliffs. The climate of Galicia is usually temperate and rainy, which markedly, with markedly drier summers. It's usually classified as oceanic. Topographic and climatic conditions have made animal husbandry and farming the primary source of Galicia's wealth for most of its history, allowing for a relative uh, high density of population. With the exception of shipbuilding and food processing, Galicia was based on a farming and fishing economy until after the mid-20th century, when it began to industrialize. In 2018, the nominal gross domestic product was 62.9 million euros, with a nominal GDP per capita of 23,300 euros. Galicia is characterized, unlike other Spanish regions, by the absence of a metropolis dominating the territory. Indeed, the urban network is made up of seven main cities. A Coruña, Pontevedra, Querense, and Lugo. The political capital, Santiago de Compostela, and the industrial cities, Vigo and Ferrol, and other small towns. Uh, Vigo, Celta Vigo, is a club you have... Coruña is another club, La Liga, so seems like a very interesting region. The population is largely concentrated in two main areas, from Ferrol to A Coruña, northern coast, and the Rias Baixas region in the southwest, including the cities of Vigo, Pontevedra, and the interior city of Santiago de Compostela. The political capital is a Santiago Compostela in the province of A Coruña. Vigo in the province of Pontevedra is the most populous municipality with 292,817 residents. Two languages are officially and widely used today uh, in Galicia. The native Galician, a Romance language closely related to Portuguese, with which it shares the Galician Portuguese medieval literature, and of course Spanish, 
who's, you know, locally as Castellan. While most Galicians are bilingual, a 2013 survey reported that 51% of the Galician population spoke Galician most often on a day-to-day basis, while 48% most often used Spanish. Very interesting stuff. I've always wondered what it would be like to grow up and live in a place that kind of has its own sort of very defined culture within a larger country. Somewhat how like, I guess you could sort of point to like Quebec, right? Within Canada, having its own distinct culture and sort of fervence for their like quote unquote identity within Canada. But obviously they speak French, so it's not very isolating. Whereas with Galicia, it's like you're speaking this dialect that, as far as I understand, probably Portuguese would understand you, but like if you're from Portugal or from Brazil, I'm sure you would somewhat understand it, but it's probably not identical. So you have basically your own unique language, just of you. Seeing here what I can do. And then again, to the history. I want to try to get to a little bit more of the modern times. Because this is like 9th century. Let's see here. Early modern. Well, we'll touch on this briefly. Early modern history of Galicia. The modern period of the Kingdom of Galicia began with the murdered feet of some of the most powerful Galician lords, such as Pedro Álvarez de Sotomayor, called Pedro Madruga, and Rodrigo Enriquez Osorio at the hands of the Castilian, Castilian armies sent to the Galicia, Galicia between the years of 1480 and 1486. Isabel I of Castile considered a usurper by many Galician nobles, eradicated all armed resistance, and definitively established the royal power of the Castilian, Castilian monarchy. Fearing a general revolt, the monarchs ordered the banishing of the rest of the great lords like Pedro de Bolaño, Diego de Andrade, or Lope Sanchez de Moscoso, among others. The establishment of the Santa Hermandad in 1480 and the Real Audiencia del Reino de Galicia in 1500, a tribunal and executive body directed by the governor, Captain General, as a direct representative of the king, implied initially the submission of the king to the crown. After a century of unrest and fiscal insubordination, as a result, from 1480 to 1520, the Kingdom of Galicia contributed more than 10% of the total earnings of the Crown of Castile, including the Americas, well over its economic relevance. Like the rest of Spain, the 16th century was marked by population of growth up to 1580, when the simultaneous war with the Netherlands, France, and England hampered Galicia's Atlantic commerce which consisted mostly of the exploitation of sardines, wood, and some cattle and wine. 
the late years of the 15th century, the written form of the Galician language began a slow decline as it was increasingly replaced by Spanish, which will culminate in the dark centuries of the language, roughly from the 16th century to the mid-18th century, when written Galician almost completely disappeared except for private or occasional uses, but the spoken language remained the most common language of the people in the villages and even cities. In the early 20th century came another turn toward nationalist politics with Soli Solidaridad Gallega, 1907-1912, through 1912, modeled on Solidaridad Catalana in Catalonia. Solidaridad Gallega failed, but in 1916, Imadades de Catalana, no, Imadades de Fala, Brotherhood of Language, developed uh, first as a cultural association, but soon as a full-blown nationalist movement. Vicente Risco and Ramon Otero Pedrayo were outstanding cultural figures of this movement, and the magazine Nos, translated to Us, founded in 1920, its most notable cultural institution, Luis Peña Novo, the outstanding political figure. The Second Spanish Republic was declared in 1931. During the Republic, the Partido Galeguista, PG, was the most important of a shifting collection of Galician nationalist parties. Following a referendum on a Galician statute of autonomy, Galicia was granted the status of an autonomous region. As part of the transition to democracy upon the death of Franco in 1975, Galicia regained its status as an autonomous region within Spain with a statute of autonomy in 1981. So basically under um, Franco, Francisco Franco, right, is his name? Am I getting that wrong? I'm just trying to quickly scan the... Well, it seems like they lost their autonomy and then, of course, 1981, they sort of regained their full autonomy back. They have a very interesting flag. It's a white flag with basically a blue stripe and a red star in the middle. Pretty interesting. What else do I want to touch on? I kind of want to get to like culture. I want to learn a little bit more about that. Environment. Biodiversity. Climate. I guess we'll touch on climate very quickly. Climate. Being located on the Atlantic coastline, Galicia has a very mild climate for the latitude and the marine influence affects most of the province to various degrees. In comparison to similar latitudes on the other side of the Atlantic, Winters are exceptionally mild, with consistent rainfall. At sea level, at sea level snow is exceptional, 
with temperatures just occasionally dropping below freezing. On the other hand, snow rarely fell in the eastern mountains from November to May. Overall, the climate of Galicia is comparable to the Pacific Northwest. So I guess if you're like in Portland, for example, you pretty much live in Galicia when it comes to your climate. In comparison to the other regions of Spain, the major economic benefit of Galicia is its fishing industry. Galicia is a land of economic contrast. While the western coast, with its major population centers and its fishing and manufacturing industries, is prosperous and increasing in population, the rural hinterland, the provinces of Urense and Lugo, is economically dependent on traditional agriculture based on small land holdings called minifundios. However, the rise of tourism, sustainable forestry, and organic and traditional agriculture are bringing other possibilities to the Galician economy without compromising the preservation of the natural resources and local culture. Traditionally, Galicia depended mainly on agriculture and fishing. Reflecting that history, the European Fisheries Control Agency, which coordinates fishing controls in the European Union waters, is based in Vigo. Nonetheless, today the tertiary sector of the economy, the service sector, is the largest with 582,000 workers out of a region, regional total of 1,072,000. The secondary sector, manufacturing, includes shipbuilding in Vigo and Ferro, textiles and granite work in Acoruña. Acoruña also manufactures automobiles, but not nearly on the scale of the French automobile manufacturing in Vigo. Galicia is home to Spain's two oldest commercial banks, Banco Echeverria, the oldest, and Banco Pastor, owned since 2011 by Banco Popular Español. Unemployment currently sits around, looks like about 18% or so. It's pretty high, actually. Galicia's main airport is Santiago de Compostela Airport, having been used by a little over 2 million passengers in 2014. It connects the Galician capital with cities in Spain, as well as several major European cities. Demographics and population. Galicia's inhabitants are known as Galicians. For well over a century, Galicia has grown uh, more slowly than the rest of Spain, due largely to a poor economy compared with other regions of Spain and emigration to Latin America and other parts of Spain. In northern Galicia, A Coruña Ferrol metropolitan area has become increasingly dominant in terms of population. The population of the city of Acoruña in 1900 was 43,971. The population of the rest of the province, including the city of Naval Station and nearby Ferrol, 
was 653,556. Right now, the population of Vigo, for example, is said to be about 300,000. Education, healthcare. Okay, let's talk a bit about culture. Let's touch on cuisine. Galician cuisine often uses fish and shellfish. The empanada is a meat or fish pie with a bread-like base. Top and crust with a meat or fish filling, usually being in a tomato sauce, including onions and garlic. Caldo gallego, gallego is a hearty soup whose main ingredients are potatoes and a local vegetable named grello, which is broccoli rab, rabe. The latter is also employed in La Con Gongrelos, a typical carnival dish consisting of pork shoulder boiled with grillos, potatoes, and chorizo. Centoya is the equivalent of king crab. It is prepared by being boiled, having, uh, let me see here, it's prepared by being boiled and then having, I think I, I, think I didn't copy that correctly. Either way, another popular dish is um, octopus. You know, obviously you see the, the theme of shellfish in general being uh, used very heavily. There are several regional um, varieties of cheese. The best known one is the so-called tetilla, named after its breast-like shape. Other highly regarded varieties include the San Simon cheese from Vialba and the cream cheese produced in the Arzua Uloa area. A classic is Fioas, crepe-like pancakes made with flour, broth, or milk, and eggs. Uh, Obviously, Alicia produces milk, wine, cheese, music. Let's get on to music. Folk and traditionally based music. The traditional music of Galicia and Asturias features highly distinctive folk styles that have some similarities with the neighboring areas of Cantabria. The music is characterized by the use of bagpipes. Luar Nulubre. A band inspired by traditional Gaelic, Galician music, excuse me. They have collaborated with Mike Oldfield and other musicians. Carlos Nunez, he has collaborated with a great number of artists, being notable his long-term venture with the Chieftains. Uh, Cristina Pato, Galician bagpiper and member of Yo-Yo Ma's Silk Road. Deluxe, a pop-slash-rock band from Acorino, led by Joel Lopez. 
question I have, their most famous hip hop is Dios Que Te Crew. Powerful band of hip hop with social comprised lyrics. I think the last section we'll briefly touch upon is media. Starting with television. Televisión de Galicia, TVG, is the autonomous community's public channel, which is broadcast since July 24th, 1985, as part of the Compañía de Radio Televisión de Galicia, CRTVG. TVG broadcasts throughout Galicia and has two international channels, Galicia Televisión Europa and Galicia Televisión América, available throughout the European Union and the Americas throughout Hispasat, also broadcast a digital terrestrial television channel known as TVG2, which is considering adding further DTV channels with a 24-hour news channel. Then you have radio, which is Radio Galega, the autonomous community's public radio station, Began broadcasting February 24th, 1985. Galicia has several free and community radio stations. Kuak FM is the headquarter of the Community Media Network, which brings together media nonprofit-oriented and serve their community. Uh, you have Radio Fitspin, Radio Roncundo, Calimera Radio, and Radio Clavi. When it comes to press, the most widely distributed newspaper in Galicia is La Voz de Galicia with 12 local editions and a national edition. Other major newspapers are El Correo Gallego, Faro de Vigo, Diario de Pontevedra, El Progreso, and Galicia Hoche. <laughs> the first daily newspaper to publish exclusively in Galician. Final section will be sport. Galicia has a long sporty tradition dating back to the early 20th century when the majority of sports clubs in Spain were founded. The most popular and well-sported teams in the region are Celta Vigo and Deportivo La Coruña. When the two sides play, it is referred to as the Galician Derby. Deportivo were champions of La Liga in the 1999-2000 through 2000 season. Pontevedra CF from Pontevedra and Racing Ferrol from Ferrol are two other notable clubs and they currently play in the third level. But nowadays the third most important football team of Galicia is CD Lugo, currently playing in the second division of La Liga. Similarly to Catalonia and the Basque country, the Galician Football Federation also periodically fields a national team against international opposition. This fact causes some political controversy because matches involving other national teams from the Spanish official national team threatened status as the one and only national football team of the state. The policy of centralization in sport is very strong as it is systemically used as a patriotic device with which to build a symbol of the supposed unity of Spain. 
football aside or soccer aside, the most popular team sport in Galicia are futsal, handball, and basketball. In basketball, Obradoiro CAB, the most successful team of note, and currently the only Galician team that plays in La Liga ACB, which is a top division of Spanish basketball. In roller hockey, roller hockey HC Liceo is the most successful Galician team in any sport with numerous European and world titles. Interesting. Lastly, rugby is growing in popularity throughout the success of the local teams and hampered by the absence of experienced expat players from English-speaking countries, typically seen as teams based on the Mediterranean coast or in big cities. Galicia has a long-established rugby federation that organizes its own women's, children's, and men's leagues. There you go. That's Galicia. Sorry if I felt a bit rushed. I'm running late to get to the office, so hopefully... You learned a lot about Galicia. Hopefully you're asleep at this point, to be totally frank, because we're, I don't know, 25, 26 minutes into this. And, um, yeah, be nice if you were sleeping. Questions, comments, concerns, you can always email me at hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening, and take care.